Dynasty Podcast presents Dynasty Panelcasts, a live panel discussion with industry experts and innovative creatives. Hosted by Haima Black. No RSVP required. All right, Dynasty Podcast live from Dynasty HQ here in Pilsen in Chicago. My name is Haima Black. I am the founder and host of Dynasty Podcasts. We are the first ever and longest running music podcast in the city of Chicago's history. Tonight, I have Anna Hovet and Emily Najad here for a special panel discussion on how to build a creative class. Both are veterans of Dynasty Podcasts. If you're out, active, involved in the Chicago creative community, you know who they are, you've seen them, you've seen their work, but I'm going to let them introduce themselves and speak about exactly what it is that they do. So I am a cake artist and dessert designer. Uh, I have a company called Bon Vivant Cakes. I started Bon Vivant about two years ago. Well, two years ago, I quit all of my other side hustles I quit waiting tables, I quit doing all that other stuff, and I just went full-time with cakes. And uh, it's been going really, really well. It really took off for me. And I have just opened a a storefront space in Albany Park that is, it's by appointment only, so it's not like a walk up and get a cupcake situation, but it's my little... Um, it's my kitchen and it is where I will host workshops. Um, and it's basically just my, my lab space. That's amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm Anna Hovitt. I'm a fashion designer. I started my fashion line about 10 years ago. I had an athleisure line here in Chicago for about 10 years. And I recently stopped production on that line in order to turn our studio into a fashion studio to do business consulting for existing fashion designers, um, private classes for novices, and really fun workshop classes. Everything you guys are talking about is really, really cool. And, you know, we have, all of us here individually, all talked about the entrepreneurial side of what you guys are doing and, and how great that is in the venture of, you know, building your cake business, Emily, like all the fashion work you have done as an innovator in the city, Anna. And so tonight, what really captured my attention with this and, and really to me seemed like a captivating topic is the fact that not only have you guys built these really respectable, impressive businesses from scratch, which in and of itself is very, uh, you know, admirable and impressive. It's hard. It's very hard, yeah. yes. Uh -huh. But you've also built, in addition to the actual product itself, you know, the cake, the fashion work, it's like you guys have built educational programming and events into your business model. Like, how did that concept first come together where it wasn't just like, oh, I'm just making, you know, I'm doing fashion, I'm making cakes, but also let's do classes? Well, for me, um, in order to support my fashion business, I had to do tutoring on the side. And so I've actually built another business alongside of my fashion business that's private tutoring, like in-home tutoring. And so that business model was so different from my manufacturing. My manufacturing was so hard on my cash flow, you know, having to buy raw materials and then produce everything and then sell everything. And then I don't get paid for them until up to a year later. And oh then my with my tutoring, it was just service. I would just have to show up and do service. And then I started hiring independent contractors to do tutoring for me. And so then I'm just taking a cut of what they're tutoring. And it was just such a more simple business model. And so I used that same um, frame for my Sophic Standard tutoring. 
and then created Hovit Fashion Studio, mostly because millennials want to do things. They yes. don't want to buy items. They're living in smaller apartments, they're probably single, and they don't need a lot of material possessions. Instead, they want to go, they want to travel, they want to learn, they're spending their money on education, and they're posting it all on Facebook. And so I'm trying to capitalize on this generational shift from clothing as a product to clothing as an experience. Well, and the, I mean, we, honestly, we could do a whole different discussion just on the experience economy. But that does tie into the educational component of what we're talking about, too, like the classes. That's definitely a part of it. And you're right. People want something. They don't want something they can own. They want something they can show on Instagram mm-hmm. and maybe make people, like, jealous. That's, nothing's more valuable than something that your friends are going to be like, motherfucker, like, th- what, <laughs> how did you do this? You know, yeah. that's, that's all anyone wants anymore, yeah. whatever the product is. Yeah. yeah, and to be able to make it on their own also. Mm-hmm. Like, just, if someone's wearing something and just being able to say, I made this, is, yes. like, very prideful for them. And I, I appreciate that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, so I started teaching classes mostly because, so I started teaching classes about uh, a year in to Bon Vivant Cakes, And I started doing it because I was lonely. I was by myself all of the time in my kitchen, you know, hanging out with my podcasts, AKA my imaginary best friends. And like, I just needed, I needed to be out among the people again. And also, um, I also, I started teaching classes actually around the time of the election mm-hmm. when everyone felt so bad and so sad, and I felt so bad and sad. I really wanted to like go out, connect with my community, and I wanted to teach people to make something with their hands that would make them feel good. Um, I know that like for me, Making stuff with my hands um, is such a rewarding experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to share that with other people. And so I started just really simply with donut decorating workshops. I remember those, yeah. Yeah. So I've done donut decorating workshops. Um, I've done like cookie dough pop workshops. I've done them for, you know, just the public. I've done, I've, I've created like corporate team building curriculum. Mm-hmm. Around them as well, which is a wild world that I am like <laughs> dipping my toes into. Hey, the corporate um, stuff, man. That's it's where the money's at. That's what the that's the way to go. It's great. <laughs> yes. It's great. Um, and so now, uh, but it, it's so, but it's sort of tricky when you are preparing a food product. You are um, sort of limited in the spaces that you can go to. Like, you know, I can't tell you how many times I was like washing out sticky donut bowls in like tiny bathroom sinks. Mm-hmm. You right. know, so. When I had the opportunity to get a storefront and um, make a home base for myself so that I would never have to like load 30 sticky bowls into the back of my Corolla ever again, (laughs) I was like, let's do it. So now that I have my own space, I can really start doing like more high skill classes like cake building and cake decorating and stuff like that. Everything both of you have said rings so true. And, Mm -hmm. you know, Emily bringing up the entrepreneurial component of it and the, and the honestly, like, there's no other way to say that. Like, it can be a very isolating, lonely experience to be an entrepreneur. Like, you're in your space, wherever that, you know, home, work, and you might be there for for weeks or days or like just weekends and not see people. And I don't think people will record, because I think people hear the word entrepreneur and it sounds very sexy. And it can be, (laughs) but there's a lot that goes into it, including a lot of emotional 
kind of like labor, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, isolation. I mean, long hours away from family and friends. Yeah. And also, I always work nights and weekends. Yep. So oh, yeah. I don't see any of my friends that have a nine to five. I mean, there were like five years of my life yeah. where I couldn't hang out with friends because yeah. I just, okay, this day at 10 a.m. on a Tuesday. And they'd be like, nah. Yes. Yeah, like I'm at work, man. That's yeah. where I am right now. Yeah. I just see, I see nobody. But... But that that's the genius of like having a really like bright and fun space now is I can make people come to me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, I should say that, um, and I really want to make this about you guys, but just, you know, kind of throwing this in, I've been teaching classes for the last year uh, for podcasting. Mm-hmm. And again, so much of what you're saying rings true. It's great that I can bring people into my space. It, it, I'm meeting an incredible amount of people that I never would have met. And I think there's something, uh, you know, maybe mentally, emotionally rewarding about not just connecting with people, but being the person who gets to like share your passion and then they're coming into it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you also don't always realize how many skills you have. So for yes. example, like we have this class called Beer and Buttons and it's, um, it's this class where you come in and we teach you how to just do hand mending yeah. and sew on a button and it's actually sponsored by Goose Island. So they supply beer. It's really fun. We have one tomorrow night if anyone wants to come. <laughs> yeah. um, but I forget how hard it is to thread a needle. Yeah. Like That seems so easy to me. And I swear men will take 10 minutes trying to thread that needle and I'm like, oh, yeah. like my skill level is like much higher than other people's and I don't realize the basics that I have to get down to sometimes and they love it. They're yes. like, oh my gosh, I can sew on all my buttons now and I'm right. like, yep. Instead yep. of just throwing <laughs> pants away like, oh, the button fell off, I guess <laughs> Yep. Guess that's the end of these slacks. Exactly. In the trash. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, with these classes that you guys are offering, how are you promoting them? How are you getting the word out? Because that's as much of a job as anything else. Yeah, I mean, I'm doing it all on Instagram. My entire business exists Yours is so visual. It presents so well on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. And And so, yeah, everything, all my advertising, advertising is done through Instagram. And I mean, I just, I run it through Eventbrite and it's as easy as that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, your Instagram is beautiful. Thanks. It is. It's it is so really beautiful. like goals. Yeah. Thanks. And like all your stories and your photos. Yeah. I mean, it's so impressive. I'm, I'm trying to be like her. <laughs> um, I, I try everything. I go Facebook. I have um, my own booking website. I put it on Eventbrite. Uh, Dabble.co is a really good yes. website for putting um, classes on. I do, I do Instagram. I do, I do everything. Yeah. I tried Yelp ads for a while. Mm-hmm. But I did find that the majority of booking came from Instagram. Yeah. And my Instagram isn't even great. I have like 700 followers and people will ju- I'll just do the craziest hashtags like Chicago sewing class and that's how people find me. Yep. Yeah, you know, I mean with with my podcasting class and I feel very fortunate about this. I am 3 of the 4 top results for Chicago podcast class awesome. on Google and I'm just like, uh, you know, just oh my god. Like that's amazing yeah. because yeah, you can't ask for anything better than showing up on the top results in Google. Google. Yeah. Like, it's just... And it's only because I started this so much earlier. Um, so, you know, and we're, we're kind of answering this question already, but, like, talk about your selling tools and how you are managing the revenue that you're bringing in. Not like, like, I'm not asking how much you're making, but, like, you know, I have some things that pay me through Venmo, some that pay me through PayPal. So how do you manage the, like, financial component of it and keep all those things straight? Because if you're on five or seven or 12 different platforms, each of those have their own payment system. Mm -hmm. 
Well, I, I have all my um, clients book through HovitFashion.com. Okay. So, and that can go through Stripe or it can go through PayPal, but I will not confirm a class with them until they've paid. I just well, yes. don't have time until, like they're often like, can I bring cash? No. You know, right. I've had too many people not show up. And so all of that is coming through there. And then I pay the instructors. So we have several instructors who teach our private classes and our group workshops. And then I'll usually pay, pay them through Venmo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm using... I've tried it all, I feel like, Um, and (laughs) you know that you are just like a a hard-ass business lady when you are like looking at like the credit card processing fees of like Venmo versus PayPal versus Eventbrite versus Stripe versus blah, and you're like, well, they take five more cents, so I'm actually going to go with, (laughs) but you know what? At the end of the year, I tallied up. All my credit card processing fees from last year was seven hundred dollars. Oh yeah. my god! So that adds up. It you does. You know, um, yeah. I'm I'm using Eventbrite right now. I just started listing Eventbrite. The main platforms I've been using for my classes are Airbnb's Experiences platform, which mm. honestly, ah. both of you guys should. We should talk after this, but mm-hmm. also we're talking about it here. Yeah. Um, Airbnb Experiences, and I'm not getting paid to say this, like. Yeah. That's a good platform that okay. you, too, would just clean up on. Yes, good. Um, okay. I've been using Dabble, and then I just got my first booking through Eventbrite yesterday okay. for a class today. Nice. So now I'm, now I'm like, okay, I should use Eventbrite yeah. more. Because everybody goes on Eventbrite. Yeah. But, um, but it is interesting because there's so many platforms and so many tools that I find myself being like, well, Tuesday night's the night that I set aside and like post my schedule on all four of these different things because mm-hmm. each one of them takes, you know, a certain amount of time. It's, it's a whole job just even listing the class. Absolutely. And then sometimes you'll accidentally put a different time on a different oh, one. Oh, that's a nightmare. I've done that a few times where I'm like, oh, no. One starts at, on one <laughs> what class, have I done? Yeah, on one platform it says it starts at two, on one it says it starts at yes. one, and then people show up at one and you're like, fuck. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I've had that. Um, so, you know, I, I mean... Just honestly, one of the things that's great about doing classes is it's a monetizable component of the business. So how has this helped your primary businesses, the fashion, the cake? Like, how does it impact things or make a difference when you're able to add this financial component or this monetizable component to your primary business? I've seen uh, a huge benefit in it. I mean, like, obviously, I get, I get the, I get the ticket sale. Mm-hmm. But then I have a chance to like connect with that person in my class, you mm-hmm. know, and there's a very good chance that the next time they have a special occasion, they're going to think of me, you know, yeah. and they'll come, they'll come to me for, you know, their husband's birthday cake or their sister's whatever. And, um, and, uh, I am doing my best to encourage all my other baker friends, we, I, I got a couple people together a week or so ago and was like, listen, you need to teach classes. Yeah. Like the sugar, I mean, the hustle is, <laughs> it's hard to make money. Um, it's really hard to make money selling sugar mm-hmm. to people. Um, and a, a lot of the bakers that I know are burning themselves out. Like I, I work, you know, 13 hour days, seven days a week. Yeah. Um, most of the other people that I know in, in, in the sugar hustle are doing the same thing. Sugar hustle. Is it because... That's, that's what I like to call it. Um, but it is a great way to like keep your sanity and like still be able to pay your rent. And just side questions, I want to hear Anna's answer as well, but yeah. like 
is the sugar hustle hard right now because everyone's trying to like lose weight and be Instagram skinny or like or is it just no no one really cares that much about losing weight I mean okay. like we all care about losing weight but do right. we like come on right, right, right like right. I made something called liquid cheesecake yesterday oh my I god oh my god it is so good I was like fuck a diet who cares like let's never let's never diet again um <laughs> no the um so making making food mm-hmm. to sell in Chicago specifically is very hard very competitive it is it's not that it's it's not the competition the city makes it damn near impossible oh. um it's really hard to get a restaurant up and running and it is illegal to make food in your house to sell to people so um to have a legitimate business like a legitimate cake business or a legitimate chocolate shop in Chicago is hard. It's really, really hard. It um, requires capital a lot right. of times to start mm-hmm. up, and it requires um, a lot of patience. Um, I just got done, side note, if anyone wants to reach out to me to ask me how to pass a restaurant inspection in Chicago and that how could to be a get whole through that, class. Uh, you feel free to do so. I will sprinkle my little fairy godmother wisdom on you um and i'm happy to do that because i can't i can't believe that i did it but i did it um it's crazy to me um it's a really nice community here like there are a lot of of people who are because uh it is a solitary profession you're in your kitchen all the time you know they're eager to like get out and meet each other and like support each other um and uh and yeah, that that part isn't that part isn't hard. And uh, I mean, people people always want cake. You know, they always they do, man. I mean, yeah. I have bought your cakes in the past, and and I we were talking on the mic or off the mic before. It's like the first time I bought your cake. It was like we were eating, and like me and my best friend, like we were eating that for like six weeks. Yeah. I mean, you know, we didn't like it was in the freezer. We weren't yeah. just like letting it sit out. But it's like. <laughs> Those cakes are massive. Yeah. They are just built for like a bomb shelter situation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, all right. Yeah, so that was a big one too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it was. I think because I got in there early, so I think uh-huh. you were like, I don't know, this cake feeds 68 people. Yeah. Happy birthday. Right. So, so Anna, uh, you know, for you, how has this helped with monetizing your business and how has this impacted your primary work? Um, well, I officially closed my fashion line in December. And so my business has completely switched over. And I find that I am making about the same amount of money and doing one tenth of the work. Yeah. That's the, which that's is the goal. So is nice. The like <laughs> the manufacturing process and the production is so overwhelming. So many moving parts. You got to design it and sample it and manufacture it and then you have to sell it and you have to store it and you have to ship it. It's a lot. And instead, I can just take all that knowledge and then teach others. Mm -hmm. But the main reason I started this company was about the fashion community. Um, We have about 10 instructors on staff. Almost all of them are female Mm -hmm. and they are extremely skilled artists, photographers, and fashion designers who work freelance. Mm -hmm. And so there's not a big fashion community in Chicago. There's not a lot of jobs in Chicago. So I am utilizing these extremely talented women's skills in order to teach other people how to do things. So bringing them income on their own schedule, Mm -hmm. um, they pick their rate, they pick their classes, and it's been really good to like just help the fashion community in Chicago by giving them income because that's what they need. They don't need 
press. They don't need opportunities. They need money. Yeah. So yeah. like actual cash. Yeah. Well, and I think that that's something that a lot of people, I mean, people are aware that they need money, but it's like, I think there's, in Chicago, at least in my experience, it's so hard to get paid. It's very easy to get product. It's very easy for someone maybe to donate a room, but it's like, you know, when, at least for me as an entrepreneur, sometimes I'm like, well, yes, but for this project, I would need to get paid financially. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are like, huh? And and it reminds me of this old David Cross story of when he did the Elvin and the Chipmunks movie. Because everyone was like, oh, David Cross from Mr. Show, like alternative icon. And he did the the Chipmunks movie and... um, and he had this whole, like, I don't know where he posted it, but he posted it somewhere. And he's just like, oh, I'm so stupid. You know, I met with this realtor, and she wouldn't take my indie cred for a down payment in a house. And I was just like, don't you know that I did Mr. Show? I have so much indie cred. And this idiot wouldn't even take that as payment. So I had to do Elvin and the Chipmunks. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's so true. It's like, you know, for my sake, it's like doing classes. I was like, oh, wow. Okay, great. This helps. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Um, you know, on that note, and it sounds like both of you have your own spaces, but how have you gone about finding partners for these projects if you have partners? If you have, like, whether that is a venue or a collaborator, co-promoter, like, how are you finding the people that will help you with this kind of project? Um, well, most of them are already ingrained in my life. So most of the people I have teaching classes and even some attending the classes are already my peers in the fashion industry. So it, it was very natural for me to just utilize my already existing space. I already have fabric. I already have notions. I have anything we'd want for these classes left over from my last business. So it was just a natural transition with collaboration with people already around me. Yeah, I... Um I collaborated with some people who, uh, you know, were in, like, event planning, and, um, you know, I've been really lucky to have some, like, really awesome creative ladies, um, you know, let me use their spaces. And as as my storefront situation, so my storefront is called Maven. Um, it's not called Bon Vivant Cakes. It's called Maven. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am right now in, like, the little baby infant stages of figuring out how to use that as like a home base for like creative dessert classes in Chicago where I would be doing essentially the same thing as you. I would reach out to all of my, all of like the freelance, um, like the home bakers Mm -hmm. in my network and be like, hey, do you want to teach people how to make an Elmo cake? Great. I've got a space for you. I've got all of your tools. Come in. You can do it here. You want to teach people how to do French pastry? Great. Come in and do it here. And, uh, and I'm really, I'm really, really excited to have this space to create, just to create sort of like a, a home base, um, for, people who are interested in learning how to um, up their baking game at home and also the bakers in my life who, like, they need to get out of the kitchen and they need to... There's something about getting out of the house. (laughs) There really is, man. I mean, I work from home. I do my classes here at my home. I record the podcast here at home. And it's like, if I have groceries in the fridge, there might be a couple days where I forget to leave Mm -hmm. because I have everything going on here. And then I walk outside. I'm like, oh, (laughs) yeah. I forgot about this planet you know um when people are taking your class your classes i should say plural what are some key takeaways that you want them to leave with you know like when you're i guess presenting to them you're like hey you know thanks for coming you're gonna leave with this this and this 
Well, for me, it depends on what type of class. So we have private classes, so people can come in and they can do like five different sessions of learning how to sew or how to drape. And those are one-on-one with me or Angela or Maria. And those are really great because there's not a lot of places, I don't think there are any places that offer a la carte fashion classes. They might offer sewing classes, but I can't find any classes that you can go learn how to drape on a dress form Mm -hmm. or specifically make tech packs or sew knits for this specific swimsuit you're making. Like our classes are very customized around whatever someone wants to learn. They can literally say, I want to make this, and we'll help them make it. And so like it's really fun for the private classes to do whatever they want. Then the business consulting, we're trying to tell people how to do all the moving parts of running an apparel business in Chicago. So that is like making sure that they're leaving with as much information as they can. And then our group workshops are just about fun. I mean, sure, they're going to learn a skill, but most of them are BYOB. They're pretty Mm -hmm. big group classes. (laughs) They're really fun. we got a cool space, and I just want them to leave with some fun Facebook photos and maybe a sweatshirt from our Make Your Own Sweatshirt class. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mine are, you know, in the past I've been doing a lot of donut decorating workshops, which I like to describe as, like, the less lame version of a wine and paint class, which is, (laughs) I, you know, when I think about classes and when I am trying to convince my friends to teach classes, I'm just like, listen, if a concept as bizarre as sitting in a room painting the same painting as everyone, what a weird concept, but it works. There are, there's literally an entire like cottage industry around that. Like, (laughs) So, like, you know, the sky's the limit. Um, I want it to be fun. I want them to... um, I always tell people, like, my goal is that you can take these skills, you can take them home, and the next time you have, like, a brunch or, you know, you want to impress, like, your your mother-in-law, like, you can whip up these, like, fancy-ass donuts and everyone's (laughs) going to ooh and ah over them Mm -hmm. and you're going to be the most popular person at the party. Yeah. And as I get more into like real cake building classes, like it'll be it'll be a little bit more um a little a little bit more skill focused. But yeah, the donut classes are definitely just like have a good time. <laughs> well, and what I'm hearing from both of you a lot throughout this whole discussion so far is that it sounds like building the community mm-hmm. through these classes is one of the really, you know, maybe like like, it's not maybe, like, the main goal, but it's also, like, one of these, like, really awesome benefits um, from doing this. Because you guys are not only, of course, monetizing your skill set, but you're also, like, bringing in people who, A, may hire you again, and B, are going to be passionate about your product, and C, hopefully come back and do yeah. more with you. Yeah. You know? Like, I, when I've done these panels, a lot, you know, a lot of the venues around the city, there's definitely people who I see it again and again and again. I'm yeah. like, oh, that's so cool. Because I remember going to local H shows and Kilhanna shows again and again and again as a kid mm-hmm. and seeing people there and being like, oh, cool, I'm at a community. And then I'm like, oh, my God, I'm throwing events. Not that I'm throwing local H shows yeah. or at that mm-hmm. level, but having people come back, I feel like is a good feeling. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and in a city like Chicago, it's really easy to build community. I yeah. mean, you have yeah. so many people. Yeah. You have so many people out and about. They're always looking to do stuff. And I love getting, like, the random stranger who signed up on Dabble yeah. who, like, doesn't know anyone there and just now has five new friends, yeah. you know? Yeah, no, it's awesome. So, you know, since each of you have been teaching your own classes, what have you learned? Because obviously you know the curriculum, 
But even teaching my podcasting class, it's like that's the only thing I ever like look at. And then someone will come in and they'll teach me something. I'm like, oh, cool. I didn't know that. So like, what have been some takeaways each of you have discovered from about your craft or your work just from teaching? Well, for me, it's been just sitting in on some of the others in, other instructors' classes, oh. just kind of like overhearing them teach something <laughs> that I pretend like I know, and I right. totally had no idea. Um, so it's like free education for me, learning from them. Um, but then also like when a student comes and they're like, I want to make a knee-length pleated skirt out of neoprene. I'm like, okay, we can do that. And then I'm like, oh, shoot, I better learn how to do that. <laughs> right, so yeah, like, yeah. I'll have to learn real quick, yeah. you know, what would the pattern be? How do I get that fabric? What would the, the hem be like? So it's, it's definitely both. Yeah. I feel like it's always helpful to sort of, what I do is so like emotional and just like <laughs> physical and I'm just like feeling it. So for me, it's really helpful to get very granular with it and to really think about what my process is and, you know, to find like better ways to do things. And I've like, (laughs) I, I taught a class of, they were like engineers. It was like a work party, like after work event. I had a group of engineers and we were doing a donut workshop and we were like adding the ingredients. And I was like, well, you got to wait and add this ingredient after this because this will blah. And one of the women turned to me and she was like, well, why wouldn't you just change the order that you would add them in so you would avoid that? I was like, my God. Right. Like, like I never would have thought of that. She's right. I, I was just like, okay, yeah, that's a good idea. And then later on I was like, thank you for telling me that. Just, <laughs> I feel like I should be paying you. Like, what? Why didn't I? I don't know why I didn't think of that. But also it's just... It's a, it's a very, like, it's like a very, like, good feeling, um, a good feelings experience, like, very affirming to, like, I don't know, to, like, share, like, to, like, sort of welcome people into my world a little bit and to have them feel, like, very comfortable there mm-hmm. um, is, it feels really good. Yeah. You know, it's, it's really nice. So how do each of you see this evolving for you? Because obviously you have your established businesses and, you know, I'm, I'm hearing that you're doing consulting work from this. So it's like, how do you, I guess, view the future of your educational based, you know, component of your business? I mean, for me, it's pretty much my whole business as far as yeah. fashion goes. I mean, everything I do fashion-related now is teaching. I teach at the School of the Art Institute. Mm-hmm. I'm the business development advisor for the Chicago Fashion Incubator. And then I teach at my studio. So, like... I only do fashion now within the realm of teaching others to do fashion. So I I don't know where that leads to, but I think it's just keep going. I mean, I'm a natural teacher. Um, I love working with especially high school students, and I love, like, connecting one-on-one. I'm very patient. And so whether it's, you know, working at more colleges or doing more business consulting or maybe consulting for larger companies. Yeah. Any of that is great. Mm -hmm. So I am not a natural teacher, like, (laughs) at all. There was no one more surprised that I was good at this (laughs) than I am. I'm not patient at all. I generally hate explaining myself. Like, I, there's, it is a miracle that I am good at it, but I'm so passionate about it. And I am, I'm so excited to be around other people who are as excited Mm -hmm. about making cake and like making donuts as I am that I'm just like, let's go. Like, I want (laughs) to give all of my knowledge to you. Like, let's do this. In my perfect world, I take very limited cake orders. I only like, you know, I do like big 
fun events. And I tour around and I teach. Yeah, and that'd be amazing. That, that is what I really want to do. And I see, like, there, there are cake superstars out there. Oh, There's yeah. There's, like, a real, like, not in the U.S. as much, but, like, internationally, they're, like, legit cake superstars. Yeah. And I, they, like, travel around the world. They're in, like... Bangkok and Sydney and like just teaching these cake classes and amazing. I I want to do that. That'd be amazing. I want yeah. that. I want that cake life. Cake master class. Cake master class. Yeah. The real it. life cake wizard. And you know something <laughs> that I have dabbled with, um, not to be confused with dabble, but like something I've I've kind of like flirted with a little bit is online classes. Is that something you guys see yourself venturing into, or is it just does it not make sense with your models? Man, it is. I've purchased an online class before from another cake artist. I mean, it's a, it is a great hustle. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it is a ton of production, obviously. But, I mean, she would be making money hand over fist on that. You would, in order to do it well, there would still need to be, like, a level of, like, engagement, like, ongoing engagement right. where your online students... You would have to be available to them, you know, for X amount of hours a month, to, you know, in order to make it worth it. So, sure. but um, maybe further on down the line, um, when I feel a little bit more organized in what I'm doing, maybe online classes. Would you do it? I already do online. Ooh, yeah, classes. that's what I thought. That's what I thought. Yeah, you You've do. really like. I was looking at your website, Anna. Like your your fashion, like you know, incubator website, and it's like. You're just, you're offering everything. You're doing it. I mean, you guys are both doing it exactly right, but it's amazing. It's like the consulting, the workshops, the one-on-one tutoring. It's like mm-hmm. you're checking off all the boxes. And it's not just me. I mean, I have a whole team. So like um, my studio mate, Maria, she does all the tech pack stuff. Uh, Nora does all the Adobe Illustrator. Angela does all the draping. Like everyone has their own specialty. Mm-hmm. So I'm able to offer all of this on our website. As far as online classes go, we do all computer classes online. So we do a screen share to teach people how to do tech packs, how to use Adobe Illustrator, how to make flat drawings for apparel manufacturing. And then I can do um, hand drawing as well online. We don't do any sewing classes online just because I feel like anything I'd be able to teach someone remotely, they mm-hmm. can probably find a YouTube video for. Yeah. It's better to be one-on-one. I have had friends FaceTime me asking me how I specifically fix their machine. Mm -hmm. They're like, how do I thread this and fix that? And I'm like, that'll be $5, (laughs) but I'll tell you. You can Venmo me. (laughs) Yes. Well, and we got a question on the live stream here on Facebook, which is why I love doing the stream on Facebook, because we can interact in real time while you guys are here. So Jessica asks, I work well I work well one-on-one, but I'm kind of nervous managing a large group. Any tips? (laughs) Well... (laughs) Um, maybe, uh, maybe start. Yes, I do have a tip. Okay. Here's what you should do. You should start with, um, a friendly audience of like your friends, like get your friends together Mm -hmm. before I have never just walked in and taught a new class cold. I've done a test audience of friends um, and I don't know what your skill is, but like your friends are going to love you for just like giving you a free class. Get them together on a Sunday, give them some wine and make them be your guinea pigs. And then afterward, just be very brave and say what worked for you and what, what, what do you think I could do better? Yeah, 
No, that's a good way to do it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it's worth, it's very worthwhile to have friends who will tell you like, hey, this is the thing you need to work on. Yeah. 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 And also to like pump you up too and be well, like, well, sure, of course. You were amazing. Everything was perfect, but maybe. <laughs> if I had to give you one yeah. note. One note. And like, it, again, it was perfect. You're right. Yeah. But. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did the same thing. Yeah. For my first class, I had a group of friends. I told them to come for free. And even to this day, if I have a class and only like one or two people sign up, I'll offer it to my friends for free yeah. just so I don't look like a loser and I'm sitting like having yeah. a private class yeah. with someone I don't know. Um, but yeah. another good tip with a large group that you don't know is have them go around the room, introduce themselves, and say why they're taking the class. Okay. And put the spotlight on them for a second and then you get to know them and then you feel a little less nervous. Yeah. No, that's all great advice. Uh, so final question I have here, and this has really been awesome and it, it is very cool to Again, I've, I've known both of you for a while, and we've gotten to do, you know, we've, we've talked, of course, in real life, but we've done a couple podcasts, but as all three of us moved into the independent education space, it was like, I just, I kept seeing both of you doing this, and I was like, one of these days, I need to have this conversation mm-hmm. happen. It just makes sense. So, final question I have is, like, what advice would you give, and building off the last question that the viewer gave us, you know, anyone who's looking to, you know, they have their own skill set, that's their business, that's their brand... And they're like, you know what? I would kind of love to teach a class in this. So what advice would you give for anyone starting out? Dabble. Um, Peer space. Peer space. There is a brand new, they're like brand, brand new. I just had a conversation with them, a company called Gather. Um, Oh, okay. And you, like, so if I'm a baker on Gather, I would, Gather would book me to go to someone's home who teach oh. the classes. So if you're like, I'm really great at, I don't know, macrame, but I don't have a macrame studio, fear not. You could go macrame in someone's house through Gavin. Interesting. Yeah, and just just start doing it. Yeah, I start, agree. Just start. That's always the best yeah. advice for anything. Don't yeah. overthink it. Don't yeah. overthink it. Just start. Yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, this is so cool. What are the websites where people can book your classes, check out your work, like, you know, of course, help support you and check out what you're doing? Uh, mine is HovetFashion.com. You can also follow us at HovetFashion on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I'm at BonVivantCakes.com, and I'm at BonVivantCakes on Instagram. And both of you are great on Instagram and in real life. And, and <laughs> yes. genuinely, I, I appreciate you guys both being here and, and also for always taking the time for the podcast because it's yeah. like that kind of thing, man. It's like you know this from your businesses, like the... When people make time and they actually like show up yeah. and support what you're doing, it makes all the difference in the world. So thank both of you for, for always being so supportive. I appreciate it. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Yeah, and thanks yeah. for giving us a voice yeah. and letting us share our skills. Yeah, yeah of course. Thank you so much. This is all great stuff. So right on, um, Anna Hobet, Emily Najad, thank you guys so much for always coming up. And we will have more panels coming here. Uh, search us on uh, iTunes. Dynasty panel casts, like podcasts, but panel casts. Uh, Dynasty panel casts on iTunes. Give us a review, rate us five stars, all that good stuff. That kind of thing helps. You've been listening to a production of Dynasty Podcasts. Find more Dynasty Podcasts at DynastyPodcast.com. For the dynamic dynasty, Dynasty Descend.